I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today, it'll just be me. Today's episode is brought to you and sponsored by us here at Be Vigilant and the kind donations that you guys have been uh, sending in to us. Giving Becky a break today. She's not feeling so hot, so I figured uh, she covered for me for a couple days. I can cover for her and I'll give it a shot and hopefully I can keep you guys entertained and engaged. I'd like to start off with that. If you guys like what we do here on American Christian Network, Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m., you'd like to help us out financially to keep us on the air, that would be great. Give us a call, 509-818-7818. If you'd like to tell us what you think about our show, same number. Don't be afraid to call or text. It's not a it's a business line, if you will. We also want to thank all of our listeners that have stuck with us over these last few months. We've passed over 100 episodes. We have a great time doing this, and we hope that you guys are out there listening and you're getting something and you're awakening to what God has in store for each one of us. That's really my hope as I speak to you guys on a, throughout the weeks, is that we can take God's Word, if we overlay it over the news or we just bring you what we get from God's Word. I hope that enlightens you and can help you throughout your day. Because really, as we look forward into what is in store for us, what Satan has in store for this world, we all know that we've already seen in the prophecies from the book that it's going to get bad. The light needs to shine in the dark. I do not think at this time that we are right around the corner from the, the second coming of Christ. But I know and I believe that Satan is going to start to ramp up his attacks on the individual. Those attacks are going to take on many different forms. Our government already is a run by a godless cabal of elitists that do not go to the Lord in prayer when making decisions. We live in a country that's been sacrificing babies through abortion for many a years. And as I read Old Testament scripture, I never see God pleased with the countries that have false idols or the countries that sacrificed humans to try to appease whatever God they were for. God would send his prophets in and they would try to show the nation Israel where they've gone wrong. And that would always, when they would not listen to them, when the leaders would turn from God is when God would punish. I'm not trying to be dark. What I'm trying to do is uplift each one of us to turn to Christ. And maybe you've already turned to Christ. I'm asking you now to take the next step to further your walk, to grow in what God has planned for each one of us. I think, and it's my belief from knowing who God is, that if we are to turn back to him, if the majority of the population of this country were to turn back to God, God would once again bless this country. He would put his hand upon it, and he would build us back up into the nation that can go out and spread the gospel. Too many times now I hear that countries that 
the churches of America for so long had sent missionaries to are sending missionaries back to our country, which, hey, that's great that we've built up these churches and the maturity level of them and other in these mission fields is that great. But what does that say? I was told once that 90% of the Bibles that are printed stay here in America. These facts are, you know, just out there. You can look them up. But what that tells me is that America that was built and founded on biblical Christian views has gone so far skew. We try to bring you local people running for office that we believe will take a Christian worldview on their approach if elected. So I'm asking you guys out there to go to God in prayer, to listen to the Holy Spirit through God's Word to see what the next step each one of us can take. Because I fully have—I'm an optimist. I believe God is not done with America. This is a dark time we are in, but I know through the love of Jesus that we can all come out on the other side. So what I wanted to bring to you guys today— is you, you've heard our good friend Alonzo Hardy on here, and he really, he talks about his anchor, anchor scripture. And when he, when he talked about that with me, and I, I was on his podcast, and I, I had to say, you know, my anchor scripture, the one that really, I mean, all the scriptures are great, and they're there for us, but they're, you know, God has put in those certain ones to fit each key in everybody's heart, to motivate each person in a different way. And the, mine is not some hidden, you know, Leviticus scripture or something like that. It's First Peter five eight, and I know we've talked a little bit about it on the show because we named the show "Be Vigilant," right? And the scripture says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may de- devour." And so that really hit me. Why? Because who wrote it? You you hear me talk about the disciples here and the apostles. You know, I always say that I'm like a Peter. I've been a little bit of hothead. I would do anything for Jesus. I'm a blue-collar guy. I'm not higher learned, educated, you know. And Peter was a fisherman. Peter was scared to step out on sharing who Jesus was while Jesus was alive. And then if you look into the book of Acts, you see Peter become this evangelist. Peter was not as scared to step out of the boat. You know, I try to tell everybody, never be fearful, never fear of stepping out of that boat when God is calling you to do something. And we look at the next step. As Peter walked on water, he then got wet. Because why? He took his eye off Jesus. He took, he had doubt in his mind. He took that step because he knew who Jesus was and he was going to him. But as he had doubt in who Jesus was, the miracle ceased, and he went underwater. Jesus was there. He pulled him up. And from there, Peter would only grow in his faith. And even to later, after the resurrection and the the apostles were going out to spread the word, as they were told to do, as we were told to do today, Peter has you know some of the greatest shows of faith through his sermons and through being in prison and never wavering. And so as, as I read 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, you know, it hit me. And I don't hide behind this, but I used to have to work 
on my sobriety, and I know that this word sober doesn't mean the same as the sobriety, <clears throat> but if you've ever lived in the cycle of addiction or anything like that, when you see the word sober, that's exactly where you go, right? But here the word sober is uh, one who has a calm and dispassionate judgment and is not desirous of great things or high estate, but is free from extravagance or excesses. Such a person is guided by sound reason and is a sane and rational person. The more I look around, and you guys know as you listen to the show, I, I pour over the, the news and maybe too much. Don't get me wrong, I still start out with the gospel every day reading some way because to me that's the best way to, to try ensure, to ensure that you're going to have a good day. But as we look around in the craziness and the chaos and everything that's being thrown at us as Christians, this is what we need to be. We need to be calm, right? Dispassionate judgment. We're not going to judge someone for their sins because our sins are just as bad. We need to stand firm and not worrying about going to the next level of social class. You know, I think a lot of Christians these days, they worry too much about that. So they pick a church that maybe has a flashy logo and a huge congregation that like to sing with their rock worship bands. But I really think that, that that's going to hinder your growth. It, it may not. This might just be my opinion. But it might hinder your growth because you're so worried about being seen, about getting your coffee in the lobby of your church, that you're, you're going to miss out on all the blessings that God can give you if you really just pour into His Word and you really dive into it and you look at what He's left for us. So we need to be guided by sound reason. Because now more than ever, you're going to be told that what you believe in is crazy, it's racist, it's homophobic, it's bigoted. So we really need to stand strong in who we are. It's not going to be easy, I'll tell you that much, right? We need this now more than ever. But really, we also must not be drunk, right? we got to stick to that sober part, too. Because what kind of witness are you... If you've got your I Love Jesus shirt on and you're at the bar or, you know, you're having a gathering at your house and people see you imbibing to the point of being intoxicated, always remember that. Your witness is on display every minute of your life. And as Christians, they're looking to break us down. They're looking to knock us off the pedestal that God has set up for us. We're not to be up there and judge but we know that any slip-up that we have, people are going to say, well, that's what those Christians do, I guess. And so, always be mindful. Know that the world is watching you. So that feeds back into that. Be calm. Be dispassionate in your judgment. Be like a judge should be, right? And the next word, be vigilant, right? Vigilant, we get the word vigilante from vigilant. You know, and I think everybody, and maybe this is just guys I'm talking to, always had dreams and hopes of being a vigilante. You know, we watch shows like movies growing up like Rambo or A-Team, things like that, where these people lived on the fringe of society. But if they, somebody, a good person was wronged, they would step in and they would help out. 
But no, vigilant, keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties, right? To be alert. We need this now more than ever. If you're listening to the show and you have young children or you have grandchildren or neighbor kids, really look at what's being fed to them. For so long, the cultural Marxists have been infiltrating our school systems. They've infiltrated our churches as well. You know, Becky was just going over. We saw this commercial for called One of Us, and I'm sure we'll dive into it more. But it, it's a 501c3 out of Kansas that wants to teach people the the rebel that Jesus was and the, you know, how he would really act these days. They go nowhere near talking about how Jesus still would call sin, sin. So you can see that the churches have been infiltrated with this cultural Marxism. They want to take the power of God away, and we need to not stand for that. We need to stand firm in who God is, and yes, admit you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a broken vessel that the only thing for my salvation is the price that Christ paid. There's nothing I can do that keeps that permanent death of living separated from God in hell away except for the price that Jesus paid. And I fully believe that that man went to the cross and he could have stopped it at any time because he was 100% God and 100% man. But I fully believe that he willingly took the payment of my transgressions, of everyone's. As he hung on that cross, he could see out across eternity, right? This is the man that was there when the earth was created, when the universe was created. This is the one that was in the fire with Daniel and those three boys. This is the one who willingly took that for you. So as we look what's going on in the watering down of our churches, of the, the indoctrination of the public schools, this is where our fight needs to be. We need to be vigilant here. We need to keep a careful watch right? for possible danger or difficulties. We need to be alert. Christians, it's time to get your head out of the sand. It's time for you to say what wrong is wrong and right is right. These are the things that God wants you to stand for. And always remember, we must do this with love, right? That's always going to be the tough one because our human nature wants to come out and we want to stand on a mountaintop and scream how wrong everyone is. But always go back to that story where they were going to stone the woman, the adulterous woman, and Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said, He without sin cast the first stone. And what they all do? They all got up and left. But Jesus did not turn around and leave. He went to the woman and said, Go and sin no more. He knew what she was doing was wrong, but he also knew that we are all sinners. So we must always be able to handle a lost person or maybe a saved person that doesn't know they're living wrong with that long suffering. Right? We don't have to look hard to see Satan at work these days. We're all connected to some sort of media device, news feeds that I was talking about 24-7, right? The sources are all there. We need to look, watch. We need to be vigilant on these. You've heard us rail against Fox News before. you got to watch out in your news feeds, too, because one news article will feed off another one, and it's all bogus. It's all lies by Satan. And it might not say Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, or any of the like, because now, you know, this news source is feeding off this news source, and it's a giant tangled web. 
you won't know for sure, but you'll get bunk information. We'll talk about that a little bit more later, I think. But what we need to do is be vigilant on the information you're putting in. Always overlay what Scripture has to say when you're reading it. Remember that. Right? Don't... We need to call... I'm calling on people to watch what your friends and family get into, too, because like we talked about the cultural Marxism that is infiltrated into the education system, and I don't know how we get that back except for winning school boards back. But you're going to have loved ones. You're going to have friends and family that are going to say that, you know, oh, I saw this, and I didn't get it from mainstream media. This is what I get. I don't watch mainstream media. And this is what I was just talking about a second ago. They get it from some other source. Everybody gets something from somewhere. Remember that. Even I do. And I try to just bring the most factual news when we do speak about it to you guys out there. I don't want any biased, right? It Just the news. I don't know what happened to that. Well, I mean, I do. We all know who owns all the media corporations. They all are shills for whatever the, the Council on Foreign Relations or the WEF. Whatever these people, and even the ones behind the scenes that won't put their names on anything like that, all of our major media corporations have been overrun by them. Right? In the, in the next, when he talks about your adversary, the devil, right, roameth about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. When I read the Bible, the lion is used in the Bible in different forms, just like a dove and a serpent. Right? In my opinion... I would have used a tiger, but maybe the back then the Jews feared lions because tigers went around. But it's just in my humble opinion, I think a tiger would beat a lion. Yeah, you want to debate about that? Give me a call, 509-818-7818. I'm just trying to keep it a little lighthearted, right? But a roaring lion, he's not hiding, right? The devil is not hiding from what he wants to do to each one of us. And I think Peter used this part to say that we're not Daniel. And even when Daniel beat that lion... You know he didn't beat it on his own. But there is only one way to beat the devil. There's only one way to get through this life and into the next life. And if you read 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And I have to, I brought this, this that verse hit me because there was a time and Becky told me, you know, we sat down and, these words actually came out of my mouth not too many years ago. I'm not afraid of Satan because I got God on my side. She was the look in her face, dummy. Why would you even say that? I had to humble myself and realize that I am weak. I am no one to try to take on Satan. He's an angel that thought he could be just like God and equal to. Satan is a powerful, powerful force here on earth. You've been given dominion over this. This place is his. We are pilgrims. We are foreigners in this land. And when I told Becky that the look on her face, dummy, God is the only one that can beat Satan. You need to get behind him. And it took me some time, and I turned that over and over, and I finally realized, all right, yeah, we're on the same team, God and I, but he's the captain. He's the one... I'll be like that little barking dog in the cartoons that's jumping around over the big one. You know, I'll poke it fun at Satan, whatever, but I'll get behind God whenever Satan comes for me. Whenever I know that I'm going out on my own, I need to get back behind God. I cannot be a follower of Christ if I'm out front. And I wonder how many people out there listening today are the same way, that we, get, we puff up our chest a little bit, and we know that pride is a sin, but we think, 
I'm all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be all right because I got God on my side, on my side. That's crazy. You'll still get picked off. You need to get behind God. You need to let God lead every step. Just like the book of Proverbs said, if you allow God to direct your steps, you won't trip. Because there's going to be a lot of times in our life when we're going to be walking through the dark, and the only thing that's going to shine is the light of God. And so now I know. I'm humbled. I know that I can't do anything without God. I'm hopeless if I were to try to take on Satan that way. Because right? I, when I thought I could be stronger than Satan, I'm admitting that to you guys now. Ever since then, I feel that I have made strides in my relationship with God. My spirituality has matured exponentially. The more that I realize I need to be in God's word if I really want to have those weapons to fight against Satan. But then I'll just jump back behind God when it gets too hairy, and I'll just lean into the love of Christ to further my walk. Right. And Peter, going back to what Peter had to say in 5.8, seeking whom he may devour. Right, there's no capacity limit on heaven. So many parts of Scripture tell us this. Heaven's big enough for anyone, and it tells us, for whomever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember this. Heaven's a big, big place. We can't imagine how big it is. All of us, warriors for Christ that have called on him, will fit in there. Don't worry about that. But just to the the adverse to that, I don't believe, and maybe you can point this out to me, but I don't believe that there's anywhere that says hell has a capacity limit. Hell, Satan isn't going to care about what the fire marshal says about the capacity of hell. He wants to fill it up with so many souls that it's bursting at the seams, that these, these people that will be separated from Christ and have to live in the lake of fire with him. So this is what Peter's talking about here. He wants to devour your, your soul. He wants to make sure that you live separated from Christ. And if, if Satan's not attacking you, maybe it's time to sit back and pray and meditate on why. If you're not living that correct life for God, then Satan doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to devour you. If you devour yourself through living for yourself and not living for God, you're making his job so much easier. And if you've listened to this show before, you said, I've said before, I'm looking for those warriors of Christ, those ones that are going to stand up and say no, that they're going to stand on the truth in the light of what God has created for us. So that, that's my point there. We can all fit in heaven, so continue to share who Jesus is. But always remember that too. Hell does not have a capacity limit either. We think about that. The devil wants our kids, and that's what that cultural Marxism is. That to try to say that you can be 8,000 different genders. You can have a sex change at four. All these. The devil wants our family. It's been, you know, widely popularized, popularized over the last decades that divorce is okay. To get married quick and, you know, get divorced or to, to be a single parent. Because yeah, I'm not going to say, you know, just the single moms out there because there's single dads out there doing the same thing. And I'm not saying that divorce is the end-all be-all. But I am saying that the devil wants a separated family because we're weaker then. What we need to do is get back 
to the Christian values of having a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, the children. We're not all going to live perfectly, but if we were to live closer to that, the devil is going to have to work harder. If we just run around and let our kids be raised by the state, they're going to come out scarred, battled. They're going to come out confused because the amount of time that the state has to indoctrinate them, and I'm going to say it, the indoctrination through the public school system is a satanic move because I don't believe that whoever is putting the curriculum together is caring to go to God before they print stuff out for these children to look at. If you can afford it, get your kids out of the public school system. If you can afford it, start an after-school program for promoting who Jesus is. Maybe that's where it is. I don't, I don't know. What I am saying is we need to start to take the land back piece by piece. We need to stand on what God's truth is. There's male and there's female. I'm sorry. If you want to be an adult and you want a sex change, go for it. I would love to tell you who Jesus is and that you're okay with who you are, that these terms that people have come up with that say that, oh, you have gender dysmorphia or whatever it is, that those are just excuses, that if there's something broken inside of you that the love of Jesus Christ today can heal you, that's what I'd love to talk to you about. But if I can't get through to you and you're over 18 and, or 21, whatever it is, and you feel that you have to do that, that's between you and God. And I'm not saying... If you've had a gender reassignment surgery now, I'm not saying you can't get to heaven. But what I did bring up with a friend at church was, if you get saved after gender reassignment surgery and you go to heaven, you're going you're gonna to be in heaven as you were born here on earth. I, you know, Maybe I'm kidding there a little bit, but that's the truth to it. The devil wants our kids. He wants our families. He wants everything that he can. Why? He knows how this story ends. He's not stupid. He knows Scripture better than us. And what do we have to do? We know he loses in the end. But if you go to 1 Peter 5, 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accompanied in your brethren that are in the world. Right? Nothing's new. If you feel alone, know that you have a brother or sister in Christ that feels the same way. If you feel like the world is battering you down, know that there are people that feel the same way as you, but they believe the same way as you. Know that you have a team. Team Jesus, if you want, whatever you want to call it. Know that it's okay. Know that we will get through. We need to be well-rounded warriors for Christ and put on all the armor of God every day and continue to share the word, continue to stand on truth, light, and tell the world who Jesus is. That's my story for today. I thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, if you'd like to help us out, keep us on the air, 509-818-7818. Um, Becky will be back if you guys are tired of hearing just me talk. Once again, we thank everybody that has continued to support us on American Christian Network and on our podcast. Check us out where you get your podcast at. If you want to share this with friends, that would be great. Remember, I'm Matt. And until next time, remember to be sober and be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me a new.